Welcome to Soul Cravings with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger. In her show, Karen talks about how to take care, cope, grow, and thrive through difficult times like change, anxiety, loss, death, illness, loneliness, and hopelessness. Karen draws on her knowledge as a therapist, her own life experiences, and offers support locally and globally, and records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames. And now, over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Soul Cravings with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer, and today I would like to talk about the difficult days. The days when we find it really hard to keep going or to carry on. The days that feel difficult for many reasons or for very few reasons that we can think of. If this is your first time here, then I'm glad you can join us. If you've come back for more, then great to have you back. I know I keep saying that every week, but I mean it. I'm really grateful for you spending some time here with us today. Difficult days and times in our lives, we all have them. In our past, in our present and in our future. And depending on where you find yourself in your life at the moment, you may be going through a difficult day or through a difficult period in your life right now. If that is so, then do take care. And I hope today's programme will give you some hope and some ideas of how you can take care. Some days we cope well. Others feel like never-ending pain and emptiness. And then we do have to take care. But how? Difficult days, as I said at the outset, can be ordinary days or special days. Special days like family days, Mother's Day, Father's Day, bank holidays, when we meet other people or when we have no one to meet because we are on our own, holidays, anniversaries, days when we lose someone close to us, when someone dies, days when part of who we are crumbles because we go through difficulties, because we've been disappointed, because we don't know what to do for the best. Days when we feel so acutely that life is not what we want it to be, what we wanted it to be, you name it. Difficult days can be straightforward or complex, just like any other day. But on difficult days we may feel alone and not belonging to the rest of society even our family, even belonging to ourselves. We may feel so alone that we find it difficult to relate to ourselves and to find comfort from within ourselves. We all have our own unique relationship with our parents and children, those we have, the ones we wish we had, those we never had, the ones we have lost and those we may be about 
to lose. We all have our own unique stories, you and I, and often such difficult days can bring these stories back alive and reignite difficult emotions, unresolved issues, memories, hopes or disappointments, sadness and grief. On difficult days, it's difficult to remember the good stuff. And on such difficult days, we may realize again that we have perhaps not moved on in our lives as much as we had hoped, or that we struggle with what may lie ahead. In that way, on difficult days, we may be extra sensitive to difficult things that we are facing. If that is you, then how can you deal with such days and the challenges or difficulties they present for you? What is stopping us from moving on from difficult days? What is your experience? Perhaps you're going through it at the moment. What do you think is holding you back? I think more often than not, what gets in our way and stops us from moving on are fear, resentment, guilt and criticism, often self-criticism. Our thinking, our feeling, our patterns of relating to others and to ourselves are often deeply affected by any one or a combination of these feelings and attitudes. This is a heavy burden to carry, which takes energy and can keep us in the victim mode. Now, over time, we can get very rigid in this position, which can then overshadow our view of life and shapes the experiences we have. Unless we can proactively deal with fear, resentment, guilt and self-criticism and the criticism of others, we are bound to live our lives in a way that will repeat more of the same. We keep ourselves trapped in this vicious cycle. I think it is important that we accept limitations. The limitations of others and our own. Why? We may think acceptance is about giving in, settling for second or third best. I don't think so at all. I don't see acceptance in that way at all. Achieving constructive acceptance is not easy, yet it can help us gain some release from painful emotions like anger, fear, hatred, grief, resentment and shame. For example, if our parents did not know how to love or positively accept themselves, then they may have found it hard to teach us how to love and value ourselves. If we experienced a lot of criticism and doubt in our childhood, then there is a good chance we have been left with a tendency to be highly critical of others and ourselves. If our children have not turned out the way we hoped, we may carry disappointment and a sense of guilt. If our parents have died, 
we may be grieving their loss. If we have lost a child or have never been able to conceive, then we too may be grieving for those who have passed too soon or for the chance we have never had. These are all limitations of others and ourselves and limitations of the life that we have. It's not about guilt, it's not about we've done something wrong, it's about accepting things haven't worked out the way we had hoped. And accepting such limitations is one important step in helping us to let go. How can we let go? Some say that the antidote to those very understandable and human difficulties is the willingness to love, forgive and to let go of the past. All too easily can we get stuck in the past, concede control and power of our lives or what has or could have been. With that frame of mind, perspective on life and heavy heart, it is difficult to move on. I know that it's hard when others, circumstances or we ourselves have made things difficult, especially if done willfully. Anger and resentment can be justified, but it can destroy years of our lives and it can destroy us. You might have listened to my program in the past about resentment. If this is something that is of concern to you, then you can read the article or listen again to the program. The information is on my website, karensieger.com. Now, about letting go, allowing ourselves to become less rigid and entertaining the belief that we have done the best we could, that is an important start in addressing some of the difficulties we may experience on such difficult days and that we may experience with our attempt to let go of things. Remember, we can only truly change ourselves. We may need to realize and accept that we cannot change others. It's not our job. But with kindness, we may show them directly or indirectly towards their path of change. But it is them who have to get up and start walking and make the change happen. We cannot pull them for the rest of our lives. Our job is to make sure we make the good changes happen that we need. Ultimately, we all have choices and we are responsible for our individual lives and the consequences of the choices we make. That goes for our parents as much for our children, especially if they are grown up. Now, putting ourselves first is often frowned upon. It's said it's tasteless, it's selfish, it's um, forgetting about the needs of others. I don't think so. Of course, that can happen, but it's very important to put ourselves first, to make sure that our needs are met, that we look after our emotional and physical well-being, because if we don't, we are of not much use to anyone else. 
So what about guilt, shame, resentment, fear, all those things that we can feel on difficult days? If you recognize any of these fear, resentment, guilt, shame, self-criticism in your life, then you know how seductive even damaging feelings and beliefs can be. They are like a magnet. They can come out at any opportunity, any whiff of something going on that can trigger fear, resentment, guilt, shame or self-criticism. It will come out. Even if you want something else for your life, like peace of mind, self-worth, feeling safe, you may find yourself rejecting any attempt to make these come true because fear and self-criticism may keep you trapped for fear of failure or fear of pain, which in turn feeds resentment and guilt. We do feel those difficult and damaging feelings for a reason and often there is a reason which we think is beneficial to us. Guilt, self-criticism, fear, often they're meant to keep us on our toes. They're meant to help us stop making mistakes or putting ourselves in dangerous or threatening situations. But these feelings can be totally out of perspective. They can be totally unrealistic. We may have lost the healthy boundary. We have lost the perspective. So we've got to be very careful with these and often spend some time on reviewing whether the guilt, the shame, the resentment, the fear, the self-criticism is justified or whether we are just caught up in a complex pattern. It is a vicious cycle, but we can bring it to an end without blame, without judgment. We all do what we do and think what we think for a reason. Sometimes in life we may recognize that pattern and accept it for what it is, and then we may be ready and willing to move on. How do we step out of those self-imposed limitations? Now, if some of this resonates with you, then perhaps today can be your opportunity to let the past be what it is, step out of its confines and start choosing what you want to do next. You are in charge of how you think about yourself and your life. You are entitled to and capable of repeating negative thoughts and beliefs. You are equally entitled to and capable of adopting a less restrictive and more positive attitude towards yourself, life and the world around you. If you feel any internal resistance or belief about what I have said, then you are on the first step to change, which starts with noticing resistance, not fighting it, not giving in to it either, just noticing it. Move gracefully through the fear that resistance is based on and you may find the first hurdle dissolving very quickly, if you let it. So difficult days, as I said at the outset, can be quite straightforward. There may be an obvious reason 
why we feel a day is particularly difficult for us and why we may be struggling with motivating ourselves, with not thinking too many dark or negative thoughts. And then there are difficult days which are very complex, where almost our whole history, everything that we are frightened of, angry with, fed up with, all the weight that we might have been carrying just comes crashing down on us. And then doing the smallest thing can be very difficult indeed. Getting out of bed, going to work, having a conversation, pretending that we are all right when we are not, taking on responsibilities, all of that can be extremely hard. And if you are having a difficult day, and if you're going through a difficult time, then it might be important that you create space for it. I don't mean so that you can let it grow and grow and fester and become worse, but because difficult days can take energy and we are not in best form, we are not in good shape, perhaps to take on difficult responsibilities in terms of self-care and looking after ourselves, it is important that on those days we cut down commitments, we cut down stress, cut ourselves some slack and really try and relax. We need to have space to start to think clearly. And often it can happen that even without working hard at it, we find a way out of this, the difficult day feeling can switch, it can evaporate, it can go away. Or we might be more receptive to something that we hear, read, something that somebody tells us and all of a sudden it's like a light switch moment. We can help ourselves out of this difficult day feeling. If this is an area of interest to you and you would like to read up about it a bit more, then check out some of the self-help articles on my website karenziger.com. One in particular I can think of right now is about five ways to help you lift your mood. In there I describe an own experience some time ago where I had not just a difficult day, but also a difficult patch. And I sat with the feeling. And when I do that, when I sit with it and give it space without trying to rush it away or trying to deny it or being frightened of it, then for me personally, I get a moment where things start to switch and where I can think of things that start to ease me out of feeling like that. So you might like to read the article about five ways to lift your mood. There's also one about how to turn feeling hopeless into hope. I've also recorded a talk on this previously. Again, all the information is on my website. I hope you have found today's program of interest and use. Spread the word. I hope you can join us here again until then, do take good care, look after yourself and I look forward to welcoming you here again soon. Bye bye. 
Thanks for listening to Soul Cravings with your host, Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter, at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karenseeger.com. That's K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R.